I'm gonna make him an offer again. I feel the need, the need for speed. He's watched every movie more than once. He's Stephen Fennick. Go ahead, make my day. He's watched the latest Disney movies with his kids, uh, but that's about it. He's Trevor Long. You talking to me? Together they bring you the best movies you've never seen. I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Rent BioStream, the latest and greatest movies on Fetch. Watch on a big screen Hisense TV. Say hello to my little friend! The best movies you've never seen. The first rule of Fight Club is... You do not talk about Michael. With Stephen Fennick and Trevor Long. This is the captain. Brace for impact. Hello and welcome to The Best Movies You've Never Seen. This is a podcast about movies. I love my movies and of uh, presenting these movies that I've watched many times. And the thrill of this podcast is presenting them to my good mate Trevor Long, who's never seen them before. And getting him to talk about it. We're bringing you out of the movie shadows into the light. Trevor, how are you going? It is remarkable. We're both nerdy as each other. Uh, and we both have a passion for sport. But I do not share your passion for movies well, but, as a child. But, but I'm building, getting there. My goodness me. You are... you're, you're, I'm late to the party, folks. <laughs> but I'm at the party. Better late than never. Today we are talking about Men of Honour. This was released in 2000, starring Robert De Niro and Cuba Gooding Jr. And I just will warn you, there are there is some explicit language in this show. Hmm. So if the kids are in the in the in car the movie or, or in this podcast, uh, in the in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, just a warning there. But this was a, a a movie released at the turn of the century, 2000, based on the true story of Carl Brashear, ah. the first African American. U.S. Navy diver. Now, oh. when you think of Navy diver, what, what what's the picture that comes into your mind? Is yeah, it, is I, it, I, I struggle with that. Yeah. I, I'm like, I, don't, I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh, yeah. But, you know, maybe they're going down and cleaning the hull of the boat or something, well, you know? No, they're, they're, they're involved in rescues and salvage operations right. and various things, and they wear those big, those big brass and copper suits. Yeah, we'll get to that because yeah. I was shocked that that's still a thing. Yeah, oh, yeah. Now, did you, I'm certain you had not heard of this movie until I suggested it. No. So, what? No. What, any impression? Or what was your thumbnail? What did your thumbnail look uh, like? I feel like it was a, it was two people. So it was um, a, a big big shot of Robert De Niro and Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah, in the I background. feel like yeah, yeah, in so, army, in, yeah, in, in army their, garb, in their, in their yes. navy uniforms. Um, okay. So yeah, I, mate, no, I had nothing on this. I, I, although I think, and I said this last week, I think. I could detect that it was a military movie because that, yeah. that just the title screams yeah. Yeah. military. Um, and the thumbnail, you said they were wearing the Navy uniform. Yeah. So, so as soon as you fire it up, you, in, you know you what you're getting and into. And you yeah. don't mind those sort of movies either. No. It's based on reality, so yeah. tick so for you. It's, it, it, Military, tick for in you. In theory, it ticks some good boxes for me. Okay. Well, 
the reaction to this movie was actually quite positive. It was uh, Roger Ebert, in his review, he said, the movie is an old-fashioned biopic, and I mean that as a compliment. It isn't pumped up with phony action scenes, but follows the curve of Brashear's life as it intersects with another man, Master Chief Billy Sunday, a redneck who at first hates Carl and then gradually changes his mind. The most gripping scene in the movie is the reverse of the heroism in a lot of military movies. It isn't about thrills and explosions, but about tenacity, and most of it takes place within our own imaginations. Mm. Fair? Yeah, I think I think that's a great review. David Nusser from Real Films, he said, Men of Honor is a solid little movie. While it doesn't break any new ground nor tell a story that's particularly original, it does present the tale in a manner that is rarely utilised these days. Like many older movies, the film takes us through Brashear's life from his humble beginnings working on his parents' farm to his various struggles within the Navy. I'm sure the temptation was there to make this a flashier tale, but that would have been inappropriate. Men of Honor is a well-made throwback to the days of old when telling a story was what mattered, not special effects or flashy editing. I've just had an epiphany about why (laughs) it's fantastic to hear you read those reviews about movies that I haven't seen. Yeah, We're old blokes, right? We have to admit. We're okay. now a different generation. You know, you'll have grandkids very soon. Um, <laughs> but you think about um, our kids yeah. and their kids. Who These movies will live of course they in will. streaming libraries oh, and yeah. on fetching places yep. for many years to come. Absolutely. And so I, I just had this thought that, you know, people might discover this podcast um, who, having not been our generation yep. but, but a younger generation. Oh, yeah. And here, that just that just that alone, because yeah. we're, we're obviously going to take a break here and let you go and watch the movie if you haven't. This might be the thing that gets you watching a movie. I think that's really Absolutely cool. Absolutely right. As as you mentioned, this is the last exit before our busy freeway. And if you haven't seen Men of Honor, you can catch it on Fetch. Yep. And uh, like many, many other movies, including thousands uh, of titles, you can get this uh, in a whole range of places. Now, um, the great thing about Fetch is there is a library of movies. There's a library of TV shows. There's apps to catch up on. There's live TV. There's live uh, subscription TV channels that come by the internet. It is an all-in-one entertainment box uh, that gives you everything you need in terms of just just something to watch on the TV. There's always going to be something on Fetch. But the other thing I'll say that I most love about Fetch is how it knows you. You watch, you know, Married at First Sight on Nine Now or My did, Kitchen Rules you know? <laughs> on, on Seven Plus or whatever it's called. It knows that. And so rather than having to go to the app, open the app, down, scroll down to find the thing, you just go to My Stuff on Fetch and it'll tell you it deep link directly to the next episode. It's so smart. It's a great way to record and watch TV. You can get Fetch at major retailers or some internet providers like Aussie Broadband and you can find out more at fetchtv.com.au. Okay, you're still with us, which means you've seen the movie, as have you, Trev, for the very first time. What are your impressions after your first watch? So I think your point earlier is this is is me all over, you know, reality, even the true story nature of it, and and there's history in it, there's learning in it, which is why... It's it's a nervous thing to say because I shouldn't learn from movies. I know because you you've got to be cautioned. Well, why not? What, what what is fact? What is fiction? Okay, fiction, yeah. you know. Okay. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll get to that. That kind of one. stuff, yeah, yeah. which is why this podcast is so critical for me and everyone listening. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I, I so I love that it. I love the reality of it, but I love that there's there's two stories. Yeah. Sitting parallel. Yeah. That almost, almost three stories you could say. You could yeah, say yeah. there are, there's there's yeah. many more, but two yeah. key stories. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that. 
because there's a and there's a little bit of that flashback, flash forward kind of. You yeah. know, you got to find your place. Nicely done. Yeah, I really thought it was very well done. It, it was ec- so well shot. Yeah, it was really like good. some of the location stuff, some of the you know diving stuff was. It was very well done. Yeah. So, so yeah, it was quite your, enjoyable. What are you tweeting with this one? My tweet here is uh, probably something along the lines of uh, I enjoyed a few good men in the sense that it was that military style movie. Yep. I think Men of Honor takes you into a different journey in the military. And the fact that it's a true story makes it absolutely watchable. Well, would it surprise you that I saw this at the movies? <laughs> uh, it does not. And this, no this, one listening and, is surprised by and that. And you know what? This, like, I, I've, I'm a good judge of a movie just on face value. Even before I've seen it, I, I, I can tell it's going to be all right, that it's yeah. going to appeal to me. Yeah. Uh, this was one of those movies. And I put this squarely in my hidden gem category. Right. Remember we did October Sky and all those other movies which were – Hidden gems that you enjoy. Yeah, yeah. This is a very. I reckon if you if you were to ask someone, have you ever heard of Men of Honor? Not if, many people. If would say, they what? say no, yeah. then you should say watch. Well, well absolutely. Yeah. So that, that's that's the reason why it's in that little hidden gem because everyone who I've recommended this to, hopefully you yourself included, has enjoyed it. Mm. Uh, and I have naturally seen it multiple, multiple times. It, it's, I think you know, it is it's rewatchable. It's an uplifting movie. It's yeah. a really good uplifting <sighs> movie. Some, yeah. When you're thinking you're There's doing it tough. There's a few onions in the room at times. Yeah, um, yeah, there were a couple. But when you when you think you're doing it tough and it, it, the, what this what Carl Brashear went through, yeah. and we'll, we'll, we'll go through. There's a bit of I get yeah. knocked down, I get up again, you Absolutely know, kind of in, a, in, right. in, in several places. Completely right. Let's take a look at the cast, mm. which is pretty solid. Robert De Niro plays Billy Sunday. Yeah, he was in a Bronx Tale, which we've done. We've done Goodfellas, which we've done. done. Heat, Heat, which we've which done. we've done, and Godfather Part Two, which we're going to do. Okay, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. plays. We haven't done a Cuba Gooding Jr. movie, have we? Uh, no, no. We, we I do plan on doing uh, Jerry, Maguire, Jerry Maguire, which he was in. Oh, I, so and Outbreak, which he was in too. Here's the Great thing. movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, I recognise him. Yeah. I just think he Did is... you recognise him from Jerry Maguire? Did you yeah, know? I think so, Show yeah. me the money, that yeah. guy? Did you know that it was the show me the money guy? Yes. <laughs> but is he like is he desperately underplayed in his career or has he chosen bad movies or no. has he chosen not to do as many movies as some? Well, I think he's made some interesting choices over right, the years, okay. but he's done a it's lot very of... very good. He's done a lot of supporting roles as well, but uh, like, you know, Jerry Maguire, he still... He won an Oscar for Jerry Maguire for oh, that did he? movie, yeah. Ah, right. And uh, Outbreak, he was a genius in that, okay. playing playing beside Dustin Hoffman in that, like yeah, really, right. like matched him. Okay. Um, Charlize Theron is also in this, Gwen Sunday. She plays um, De Niro's ah, wife. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. She was uh, in Monster, Mad Max Fury Road, Devil's Advocate, and Tully, which we're going to all do one day. <laughs> What do all these actors have in common? Oscar winners. Ah. All three are Oscar winners. Robert De Niro, Cuba Gooding Jr. had won Oscars before this film. Right. Uh, Charlize Theron would go on to win an Oscar uh, in 2004 for Monster. Right. So Oscar caliber actors Mm. right there. Righto. Before we get to the run-through, let's hear from our other great sponsor, and that is Hisense. Now, Hisense have just renewed their, their sponsorship deal with the Rugby League, the NRL. Uh, Because there's no better way to demonstrate the go big or go home concept. Absolutely. And if you're watching sport, the Hisense TVs have got you back. They've got the amazing uh, way to the the 200 smooth motion and auto sports mode can detect you watching the footy and make it really, really smooth and crystal clear. But the the big thing with Hisense TVs is not only the variety of screen sizes, and we prefer the larger TV, 75, 85. You can even get a 98-inch TV. Whee. But also, too, their, their mini LED technology, which is going to be 
a standard part of their entire range with the 2023 models, which are just about to land in stores. Why is that important? Well, Mini LED really takes the experience to another level. The backlight technology combined with Hisense's QLED Quantum Dot Color, they combine and produce these stunning contrast and over a billion shades of color. The TV, you know what, is also certified IMAX enhanced and it does support Dolby Vision IQ and HDR10+. So if you're watching Netflix streaming services or movies off a disc, it does support that amazing high dynamic range. On the sound side, there's 70-watt sound systems aboard the, the, the Hisense TVs with Dolby Atmos built in. So not only does it look great, it sounds great as well. And we already mentioned how good it is to watch sport. It's also amazing to play games. That's the best screen in the house, so why wouldn't you play your games on there as well? Game Mode Pro allows you to run 4K games at 120 hertz with variable refresh rate, auto low latency mode, and AMD free sync technology built in. It can support the game out of the box. And the other thing too, remember, Hisense TVs also come with a three-year warranty one of the longest warranties you will get with a TV. So Hisense really back the quality of their products. So do yourself a favor. If you're a footy fan, if you're a gaming fan, if you're a movie fan, get in front of a Hisense TV and check it out for yourself. You can take our word for it, but have a look for them for yourselves in a store or check them out at hisense.com.au. Yeah. Are you ready to dive in, Trev? Oh, yeah. Put, uh, <laughs> put the at, hoses in that, place, please. Had that up my sleeve. <laughs> Would it surprise you to learn that the movie starts with sort of breaking waves and oceans and yeah. you see what you think is like a Navy diver with a, with a light underwater? Then you see flashing up on the screen based on the life of Carl Brashear. Yeah. Now, watching this movie, you'd never heard of this guy. No. As, as many would. I'll be honest too. I, I went in thinking this was like a – I didn't realise yeah, it was I, based on a true story when I first saw it. I'm thinking, wow, this bloke, was, he was real. He was amazing. Yeah. yeah. So that, that, that's quite a, quite a thing to learn early on. In the credits, you learn that. But the movie starts kind of two-thirds two of the way into the journey, mm. and what you're seeing is Billy Sunday in a bus station in Charleston, South Carolina in 1966. Now, this is the Robert De Niro character. He's in handcuffs. He's looking like he's been bashed up. Mm. And he's looking – I think they're in a bus station. And, you know, in the in the, the seats, there are like TV TVs built into, back in the, into, day, the, yeah. into quarter, the seats. You put a quarter into yeah, watch for 10 minutes. Yeah. So he's watching something on the TV, the news, and yeah. he's saying, "Oh well, the, the, you know, um, the, the, we learned that you know I'm the best diver in the Navy." Uh, and they says, "No, you're not. You're a deserter. You're gone." And he goes, "No, I've gone." Because he says, "You call me Master Chief." Yeah, and they yeah. go, you're not a Master Chief anymore. Right. You're a deserter. But what he's seeing on the TV, he's watching this recovery. There, there was a an incident that we learn more about later in the movie, and on the screen, he sees someone on the screen that he recognizes. And these two people with him, they recognise the person on TV that he's looking at and praising is an African-American. Who looks like Chief here is a goddamn nigger lover. <laughs> All right, asshole. Now you're going to start addressing me as Master Chief or I'm going to snap your goddamn wrist. You read me? You ain't a Master Chief. You won't. crafting me, motherfucker? Crafting me, motherfucker? Sorry, Master Chief. Thank you. <laughs> Pretty full on, and it, yeah, because it uh, those um, those comments, uh, that footage, 
it, it sets that immediate kind of racial undertone because again, exactly, it doesn't yeah. matter. And you see Carl Brashear, well, Cuba Gooding Jr. And you unless see him on the you screen. are yeah. like 80, 70, 80 years old now, yeah. Yeah. you don't. Any, none of you have an appreciation no. for what went on the extent, and how the extent the of segregation it. and all that stuff. Yeah, well, and especially yeah. in Australia, we we you know we we appreciate yeah. you know, the fact that you know there's been some some terrible things happen in the world, but we don't we're just not as close to the American situation. Absolutely, so yeah. it's an eye opener all through the movie. Now the next thing we see is a flashback now to yeah. Sonora, Kentucky, in the year 1943, and we see mm. this little kid running through the bush. He, he comes up to a pier, dives into the water, swims down to a, the, a like a sunken car wreck. Mm. You see that, and you're thinking, "Well, this must be this must be young Carl," and it, it is. We see that he his home, and he's got this little radio. That, yeah, uh, very cool. Keep an eye on that little radio. Uh, his mother tells him, "You better get ready to go to school." And this beat up little homemade radio is listening. Sees his old man outside working, working his guts out, plowing the field. Yeah, and we're talking, you know, horse-drawn plow, single yeah. man, you know, guy with a holding the plow himself. Mm. You need uh, to put your weight into it to get the oh plow yeah. into the ground. It's not a just a walk-along situation. And uh, Carl comes out, and uh, they're talking. To, I think Carl mentions the fact that there's another family coming in to help him finish the yeah, job. The, the, the landowner yeah. wants it done they by want Friday. It done quicker, yeah. All this kind of stuff. And then he says to his dad, I think, I don't know if I'm skipping here, but yeah. he says to his dad, you know, today is Friday, mate. That's, yeah, he does like, realise how hard His dad has lost working, track of yeah. how hard it is. But and, I mean, I like how it establishes immediately that they're, you know, rural, they're poor, they're working their best. And I think his dad says, he goes, no matter how hard I work, I will never own this land. It'll never mm. be my land. Um, but he says, well, you got to go to school. He says, right, off you go. Um, and he said to him, I think he make, before he heads off to school, he goes, make me a promise. Don't end up like me. So we, we automatically know that his dad wants the best for him. Mm. Uh, and then what I love the little transition here where the you see the close-up of the plow and it's a transition. So some time has passed and it's Carl now as a, as a, as a mm. grown-up doing the plow. But then... But he, it's, really, he, it's a really important transition because uh, Carl comes out to see his dad and then another family, there's another guy comes to help and Carl gets in to help as a little kid. So they... Yeah. They, they must achieve the goal of, of getting it done by They're Friday because it. you transition yeah. forward so many years and they've still got the same property, right? Yeah. But it's Carl now ploughing the field. And I think the the um, the mum call, his mother calls out and says, you're going to miss the bus. And we realise the bus isn't for him to go to school. The, the bus is to take him to the recruitment place. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a, the buses to for the recruits to join the Navy. Um, the old man is out it's sort of on his own, a bit quiet and... Yeah. Uh, He's 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 scared. His mum says, "Look, he's a bit quiet. He's scared. A bit scared for you." And he goes over to talk to his old man. I'll come back. Help mow the hay. Don't, don't ever come back here. Get in there and fight, Carl. Don't take promises. Bust the old rules if you have to. And when it gets hard, and it will. Don't quit on me. Hmm. So it's immediately established that it's about as emotional says, as his dad's ever going to get. You can imagine. You can hard, imagine him being yeah. a hard ass. Oh yeah, and that's the most emotional he's probably ever seen his dad too. Yeah, and he's so he, the message is, don't come back. Just go out there, go hard as you can. But then the, you get this reference back to the radio, which his mum did say earlier yeah. in the movie is yes. his dad's radio. Yep. And then his dad, his dad grabs, gives pulls the radio yeah. out and gives it to him. Yeah. And you see him walk on the bus and inscribed on the side is ASNF, which we which find out later what that takes means. a while, but yeah. yeah. Um, 
And I think what the transition at this point is where the guy at the at the bus welcoming the recruit saying, "Yes, you you earn you earn a good living. Send it back to your folks. Do this." And then the transition is another guy saying the same thing. How you know you can mm. earn a great living in the navy? Then it switches to to Carl, who's in the working in the kitchen. Yeah, he's now a cook. So yeah. as a cook in the, in the navy, he's on the USS Hoist in the South Pacific. He's serving meals, and they're talking about the the limited color choice. Colored choices have yeah. like if you're colored in the navy, is very little room for for. You're advancement. always going to be a cook or you're a cleaner. Always going to be a second class yeah. citizen. Yeah. So um, they're up on deck, though. I think they're having a break and. Uh, Carl sort of looking, looking pretty determined. And, and, and this is again change, where yeah. you start to get this sense of time, um, you know, the period, yeah. because it's segregation. The 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 white boys are out swimming, they're, they're jumping, jumping the in, they're having, having a great time. It's ocean, a hot yeah. day. Yeah. Carl's like, I'm hot, and and he's talking about going for a swim, but we find out that it's only coloured swim on Tuesdays. Yeah, but and it's and not goes, Tuesday. And he said, he goes, I'm hot today. I want to swim today. Yeah. And he sort of decides, and he's walking. I like how he's sort of walking towards the edge of the ship, and there's people trying to stop him, and he's sort of not letting them stop him. Yeah, dives yeah. in. And then uh, one of them, he, I think I like what he says, what are they going to make me do, wash more dishes? Yeah. I, I do that anyway. Yeah. So uh, he dives in and one of the officers up top watches him as he's walking to the water. They go in after him, but the guy that, that, that has the, 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 the guy in the water, the white guy in the water, tries to drag him out. So what does Carl do? Swims. Swims. And swims fast. He yeah. swims to the boy. Because the there. officer sends a guy, like nods yeah. to a guy as if he's the good swimmer to go and get him. Yeah. And they race. They he, race out to a mate, boy. He can't make it. Rounds he, the boy. He well, he goes to the boy, rings the bell, mm. and uh, he's demonstrated that you know he's not bad in the water. Yeah. Next scene though, he's in the brig. <laughs> he's, yeah. uh, he's uh, he, I think the officer comes over and says, uh, "You got anything to say for yourself?" You ever hear the search and rescue swimmers? You know, sailor falls overboard. These men dive in and save him. Yes, sir. You just became one. I'm transferring you to their unit. You're the fastest damn swimmer on this ship, and you have got the balls to back it up. Thank you, sir. I'll pack up and report to the deck department. You're just there to swim, nothing else. <laughs> hmm. So that that was his introduction to the. But the interesting thing about that section. interaction, right, is yeah. when he says, "You got anything to say for yourself?" He says nothing. Yeah. Um, and that shows that's the balls that this this commander mm. was looking for. Mm. And it it's kind of like if he hadn't have done that, everything else in his his career that we see going forward might not have happened because it set the scene that you could, like his dad said, break some rules. Yeah. And you could be strong and determined. And absolutely yeah, I, right. I like well, that part of it. I think well the path he had to carve out was for himself. There wasn't one that existed. He had to blaze right, the trail yeah. by himself here. Uh, next thing we see, he's uh, made it as a deckhand, and he's up on the on the. Uh, I think he's narrating a letter to his folks, mm. and he says, "Look, I the mail choppers arrived. Uh, he's the, the the mail's arrived, and he's taking it downstairs. And like the boat, there's like a big explosion, and the boat sort of rocks. And we find out that the chopper has actually clipped the radio mast. And there's a full. You go out, you see the member the the helicopters out in the water with all flames on the water. So there's a rescue underway, and so the divers had to go in to save the the pilot. Mm. Um, we see the diver coming up with the pilot. The diver's helmet comes off, and we know we see that it's Billy Sunday. Remember mm. the bloke, from yep. Robert De Niro, from the very first scene? Unfortunately, though, the pilot can't be revived. So, you know, he, he's unfortunately passed away. But 
the diver that was going back in to complete the, the cleanup, did you see the winch f- fell or failed mm. and it yeah. cut off the oxygen line? And so he's in this heavy suit, just falling just to, the bottom, now the, falling ocean. to the bottom of the ocean. And so you see Billy Sunday come back out and uh, and tr- attempt to rescue him. We got a standby diver going in. Right wave that long. Look at him. Go ahead, tell me what the hell you're doing. I told you I got a man on. Going to bounce dive. Put him on a rescue line and yank him out. Bounce dive. Go down, bounce back for the night. She builds up my system. I've done you it won't before. Won't make it. He's too deep already. And you will call me sir, God sailor. God damn it! I got a man dying down there, sir. Give me the wrench. Give me the wrench. Give me that spare life line on there, host. I've lost two men on my watch. I've got another drowning, and I'm not about to let you commit suicide. You will stand fast, Chief. You'll be Sunday. dead before you get to him, sir. Stand up. I will take you to Captain's Mast, and you will lose if you touch that water. Do you hear me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Jumps in. Such a good scene. So who we saw God that? Damn it. Who we saw then was uh, Captain Hanks, who we we revisit later yeah. in the movie, but. That was that just demonstrated Billy Sunday. Not only is he brave as hell, but he's also insubordinate. He says, "You will call me sir." I reckon he was a bit out of line wanting him to call him sir at that point. Was a bloke's life in, in his yeah, hands, yeah. right? But um, did you understand what he was saying about the bounce dive? He yeah. said, "If I go in and out, the nitrogen won't build up in my system." I've done it. He's done it before. Mm, yeah, so yeah. we learn all these little these little laws that they've got to abide by. Next thing we see though is uh, Billy Sunday has is he's in, in a hospital. hospital bed, and they tell him he's sustained. An air, an embol, air embolism, and and just to be clear, yeah. this scene starts. And he's sort of with, looking at an X-ray of his lungs. But it starts yeah. with the camera pans past one guy who's covered in a bag. It's like a boy in a bubble kind of thing, yeah. and then pans to Sunday's bed. I took from that that he successfully saved the guy, yeah. and that's the guy. That was the guy, yeah. you know, going in a, in a chamber, you know, Ben yeah. style. Yep. Um. So you, you get the sense that he saved his life. Yeah. That's but, what but, I got. But what we learned though is that. His condition is inoperable. The doctor tells him, you got an embolism. He goes, oh, okay, how soon before I dive? He goes, if you die, if you dive, you'll die. You can't die. He goes, oh, I thought, you can't dive I to those gonna, depths again. Yeah, yeah, I thought you are going to give me bad news. And he then he just loses it. He goes, I thought it was bad. He goes, maybe I can do some stuff around here. And he just goes berserk in the hospital, smashing people yeah. with bedpans yeah. and everything. Just goes nuts. Next thing is the hearing for Billy Sunday after his dramas, and he's medically disqualified from diving. Mm. He's also in trouble for misconduct, and he's reassigned to a training position. So he was a master chief on the uh, as a diver, mm. can't dive anymore, so he's got to teach other people how to dive. Um, and he... We see him. We see him walking out, and they obviously mention he's he's got a he's needs he's got a drama with respect of authority, which mm. we we see. Um, but Carl Brashear is there watching on, and he comes up. Remember the captain who made him who who gave him a start in the diving section. Mm-hmm. That's Captain Pullman, and so we hear Carl uh, decide something. That's what I want to be, sir. A Navy master diver. Yes, sir. Last week you were a cook. Well, the man I just saw. The man you saw is a master chief. That's the highest rank an enlisted man can achieve in a U.S. Navy. A lot of good men spend a career trying to get there and fail. Besides, they are not going to take a color to diving school. It's as simple as that. What if you were to give me your personal recommendation, sir? I just made you a deck seaman three days ago. (laughs) What else do I owe you? The way I see it, I owe you, sir. I'll endorse your request. But it ain't gonna work. 
So that, that actor was Powers Booth. He's been in a few good movies. He's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And I, so I love this next transition and scene because you see a bus drop up, uh, pull up to what is the dive and salvage school. Yep. Uh, clearly, it's going to be Carl getting out. He gets out. He goes yep. to the goes to the gate, um, hands over his papers, but he's clearly. Told to, he's not told yeah. to come in. So no. under orders, he's just staying yep. out there. And it's very quickly. So your your immediate thought, my immediate thought is, man, that worked. He got the recommendation. Yeah, he's yeah, in. Yeah. But then Sunday drives up, sees him. Well, he, and, dri- he drives out of the, right. of the school. Dri- drives out. They're in Bayonne, New Jersey. And says out. says to him, you know, you. He, so he, he's clearly, you know, had seen the application and all that kind of things. Yeah. And he says, you're the kid that's written a hundred letters. More than a hundred letters. Yeah. And that just, that again goes to his determination. There's Absolutely so much. Right. I love those little unpacks, you know, because that's, oh, yeah. that's about 10 seconds between him writing a recommendation and then arriving at the dive school to, for us to find out all that stuff. Yeah. Pretty so cool. Good exposition from our man Sunday. But I like how sort of the, again, the passage of a bit of a few hours where he's waiting outside and all these other white sailors waltzing in and out yeah. of the place. He, Sunday returns though, and uh, they have this little exchange. Well, say we go on into town and get us a nice cold. I can't do that, Chief. I haven't reported for duty. I'll tell you what, I'll buy you a tall one over there, a bus ticket too. So you can go on back to whatever burg you sprang from. What do you say? Sir, I am a Navy man. Where I come from, there are no oceans, only dirt farms and honorary mules. And no self-respecting Navy man makes a living driving mules. You know what the Chinese say, Cookie? Beware what you wish for. Let him in. Now, did you notice one little thing in that scene? He he, he looked at his palm, the palm of his hand and saw saw scars, which were the exact same as the blisters on his dad's on his hand, dad, so having run a plow and driven mules. Yeah, so he's he's he basically he made relate. a quick again yeah. exposition wise. He's yeah. made a quick uh, association that Sunday also comes from a place where there's no ocean yeah. and he grew up Dirt on the pool, land. Yeah, and so that that was essentially. And you find out later, but we'll get to it. But it was essentially a bit of an insult for him to assume that he too would never return home like yeah. that. That's that's kind of what he and did. The, and I think, well, Carl Brashear obviously noticed that too. That's why he mentioned it. But um, when he walks in, did you notice sort of up up in the like a, a, on the top yeah, of the tower, dude, yeah. there's an old dude who's I think his name's Pappy is his name, uh, watching him through the binoculars. There's also a man standing in punishment. Did you see this? A bloke beating a pot. I, I stole, stole a pot. pot yeah. And he's that's obviously he's got to be he's got to be uh, that's his punishment. Uh, we see this little dog hoisted in a bucket to that officer on top watching mm-hmm. on bike. So we know there's something weird going on. But immediately, as soon as Carl walks in, one of the other sailors spits tobacco on his shoe and yeah. stains his shoe in his pants. Uh, but he uh, another another sailor called Snowhill. Comes everyone who sort of who was in that group where the guy spat on him, they all walk off. And Snowhill, who is played by Michael Rappaport, good actor, he's good at him. Yeah. He he, uh, he comes across and says, "Look, they notice Pappy up top. He goes, look, don't 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 stare up him.' And he, he tells him that's commanding officer, Mister Pappy. He's a war hero. They were going to make him admiral, but they he says, oh, he's got a few screws loose. So they send <laughs> which him we, which we find out is yeah. uh, a bit later in the barracks. He also says, let me, let me show you your barracks.'" That's right. And he's he the says, one that shows him. Come in. Uh, and then they're all in there. They're all turned around thinking, hang on a minute, who's this bloke? Sunday uh, walks in. Everyone stands to attention. And he announces the fact that 
welcome our first coloured trainee, Carl Brashear. And then I think one of the other guys named Rourke flat out says, I don't bunk with niggers and walks out. And I'm thinking, okay, how many people are going to live here? Mm. Everyone goes except for Snow Hill. And the critical thing here is Sunday also announces that the president had made a decree that yeah. there would be no more segregation. Well, so, there, was, there was no longer segregation that's in the right. military. But he announces yeah. that yeah. at that point in time. Yeah. And, uh, and so it's essentially, it could be, well, the first time the, the, the sailors had heard that, but they all walk Maybe. out except for, uh, except for Snow, Snow Hill. But he, I like how he's unpacking. He gets his radio out. Then he sees a note. You see what the note says? We're yes, going to um, drown you, nigger. Yeah. yeah. So not real good. But the very next morning, or very early in the morning by the looks of it, you see Carl, they, they spl- water splashing on his face. And then you hear it's Sunday saying, rise and shine, cookie. And he gets him up. He's hitting him with the high-pressure hose and... I think he's he's trying to obviously say, listen, you're never going to get out of here. This yeah. is how hard it's going to be But this is also where he punishes yeah. him for trying to relate to him with that mule yeah. comment. So yeah. he, he, he says to him, nothing don't in common, you yeah. ever assume we've got anything in common. Yeah. Yeah. But he was asking him questions about, I think he asked about Boyle's Law and asking mm. this and that, and which we learn a little bit later. But you, immediately, you, you, you know for a fact, you know straight away, Sunday's is a, is a loose unit. Where, and this this relationship with Carl is is pretty fiery from the get go, so you're thinking, how the hell is he going to get through this? So immediately the the, the tensions there, thinking, well, what what path does he have? The next morning we find out though he's uh, they're watching a master diver putting on his gear, and Sunday asks the men to step forward. Three quarters of you standing here today will fail to become navy divers. Three from the first row, step forward. Step forward! For those unfortunates that do pass, only three of you will live to reach retirement. Because diving is the most dangerous job in the Navy. So that's that's nice nice encouragement, yeah, eh? Pretty pretty full on uh, welcome. Not, not all, even if you do make it, not all of you gonna you're gonna probably die before you retire. And then he pulls out Snow Hill and uh, questions him and, and says to him that in his uh, in his application, he said he could hold his hold his breath for four minutes. Yeah. So he throws a weight blanket on him, yeah. weight weight belt on him, and yeah. pushes him in. Yeah. And leaves him there, leaves and him underwater, as yeah. if to say, "Let's see if he can hold his breath." Permission to relieve the man below, Master Chief. What are you, Cookie? Some kind of goddamn hero? I got no room in my class for heroes, or stuttering swim champs, or the wife and kids to worry about. You read me? If you want to flunk me, flunk me. But don't punish him for being decent to me. I don't have to flunk you. You're going to do that all on your own. Swim champ, he had half a chance. He still does. Permission to relieve him. Frames on his application, he can hold his breath for over four minutes. Hell, it ain't even been two. <laughs> I believe Gunner's made Snow Hill's a liar. Now, we're men of honor, ain't we, Cookie? We don't abide liars. You're out of my program, Snow Hill. Close to make for sure. You have your barracks to yourself. <laughs> So uh, mm. he, he did say the name of the movie in that little clip, which I like. Just a big we, thumbs we up are, from we Stephen Fennick. Men, Men of Honor. Um, but, yeah, pretty rough on old Snow Hill. Man. Yeah. And, and, and how uh, he, he – so he initially said that he could hold his breath for four minutes. Four minutes and he didn't Hadn't make been two. two, yeah. Well, they, he winded him, though, at the start. He would have he would have held his breath a bit longer, don't you reckon? Imagine getting hit yeah. in the guts with that big weight. Well, well you think and about tossed in later in the movie. There's a moment where they hold their breath. They get to prepare yeah, yeah. for that. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. They can they can do breathing exercises. This bloke's just jumped and pushed in the water. Next scene, we see another training session about to start. A Navy diver is not a fighting man. He is a salvage expert. If it's lost underwater, he finds it. If it's sunk, he brings it up. 
If it's in the way, he moves it. If he's lucky, he'll die young 200 feet beneath the waves, for that is the closest he will ever get to being a hero. So that was a little training exercise. And where, he's walking along, yeah, sees a couple of them. Yeah, that's yeah, good, that's yeah. good. Gets to Carl, and he's finished the thing, and he's like, mm, wait a minute. <laughs> like it's, a, but it's he the said, first scene where he's like, hang on, this guy's pretty yeah, good. He knows what he's doing, but he also praises Rourke, who the, the, the racist dude who told him he's not going to bunk with him. Yeah. Um, the next scene, though, is there's obviously not only just diving training, there is classroom, there's got to do tests and they've got to study and he gets a fail and the guy gently tells him, he says, mate, fail another one and you're gone. So uh, there are places where you could learn yeah, you outside kind of, this camp. The teacher's kind of on his side here where yeah. he says to him, mate, just so you know, there are places there outside are of you. Yes. Yeah. And so the the this next scene is them they're about to start their fur, their, their weekend, weekend off. Leaf, yeah. So they're out on the town. They're in Harlem. I think he, he buys flowers and enters the library, which makes no sense. Yeah, I'm thinking, what's he trying to do? Then you, you walk in. I think the older woman, the librarian, says, "Oh, look, you know, we're not we're not a, a tutoring service." But then he sees another younger girl in the in the uh, in the shelves there. Introduces himself, and she this says, conf- well, this whole confused me because the older yeah. the, the librarian that, that he first sees. I'm yeah. sure she said she, referring to the younger girl, has a partner or is, you know, yeah. seeing someone. Yeah. So then the flowers make no sense to me. And then later in the movie we realise she's not seeing it. Just, no. There's a few bits of that that made no sense yeah, to okay. me. In fact, uh, th- there's a whole bit missing here where how does he work out that he's got to go to the library? But I guess it doesn't matter. Well, but, I think he, it he, is what it is. He just thinks, well, library's where all the books are, so maybe I'll learn there. If someone can help me learn there, it makes it even better. It's, the yeah. books on their own, one thing. There's a lot of assumptions yeah. made in that okay. moment. Okay. So, I, I think it was for the purposes of uh, bringing it all in uh, under yeah. the brevity they needed to do this. But I like how he introduced himself and uh, he says, look, I'm not, not here to flirt with you. And then I like this little, little chat they have about uh, why he wants to do this. I can't help you. Why not? Because it took me four years of working at places like this to get through med school. And now I have six weeks to study for my exam. I pass. I become an intern and maybe someday become a doctor. You're too far behind. And I don't have the time. Okay. Go on. Walk around, reading to yourself. Don't give me another thought. Just go on. Don't you get it? Whether I help you or not doesn't matter. You're going to fail anyway. I won't. I can't. Why do you want this so badly? Because they said I couldn't have it. Hmm. Sums it up, eh? And, and, and yeah, yeah. also, in the time of yeah. the time, sh- that would have resonated with her. Absolutely right. As another person of colour, she would have she would have gone, totally you know right. I hear your pain. Because she was mentioning the fact that she's studying to be a doctor and no doubt she would have faced similar similar little obstacles in her path of becoming a doctor as well. Yeah. So you're right. She could absolutely relate. But it does work out well. The next day, that same young woman finds the flowers and it leads to the desk where our man Carl is studying hard. When he sees her, I love how he gets up and he demonstrates what he's learned. Boyle's Law describes the behaviour of gases under varying amounts of atmospheric pressure. It states that if a diver holds his breath at 100 feet continues holding while rising to 10 feet, then the gases in his lungs increase four times. Now, why is this important to a diver? Forget to exhale on the way up and your lungs explode. I can work with you, (laughs) but my time is precious. So the first time you go out drinking and fighting and leave me waiting here, our arrangement ends. Done deal. Way to paint all sailors the same well, way. Eh? It's a pretty good painting. Let's be clear. We do. We do learn later that her old man was a sailor and had uh, yeah. had some dramas. But 
the, I like how she drops her keys on the floor. He bends down to pick them up and they have a little moment here. Don't you, mm. Did you notice that? And yeah, her name, a definite moment. She, we find Joe. out, is Joe. Lovely. That's also Stephen. That's my wife. wife's name too. That's right. And uh, next scene is kind of a little uh, little montage of them studying together and him getting his next exam result, which was a 76. He passed. Pretty Yay. good. <laughs> anyway, we're back on the pier. Another training exercise. Um, and this is on a rig that's on the just under the water there. And what happens, I suppose they've got to get the, the exercise was to patch a hole in the side of the ship, hmm. weld it in partnership, so two guys at the same time. But what happens, the, the rig, the ship actually moves, it slips, yeah, it slips on the sea floor. One of them gets, uh, one of them starts to panic, the air hose is tangled, it's slipping down the channel a bit further. Um, Sunday volunteers to dive in. He goes, well, "What do you mean? You can't do that. You get, you will kill you doing that." So mm. he, so Carl decides to get in, um, and because he says to him, "Mate, you can't dive that deep. I'm ready. Yeah, Let me Carl go." Carl knows yeah. that he can't dive yeah. that deep. That's obviously known yeah. in in the ranks. Well, that's why he's now uh, in the training ranks. But uh, they dive in, and the, the the issue is that the ship could actually sink deeper. So they need to, if the further they get away, remember they've got a limited sort of line, length of air hose. So um, the the idea is to, I think the guy's air hose got blocked or got cut. Change out the air hose. Get him he tells out. him stop, stop your, you know, slow down your breathing. Rourke, who was the bloke down there in the first place, mm. he does the bolt, goes back up to the surface. Yeah. Carl stays there, replaces it, replaces his air hose, basically saves his life. Yeah. Up he goes. Um, Sunday sees Rourke come up, and kind of like he walks he know, off he in sees disgust. Him, he, he knows says, what are you doing? he knows he abandoned him. Exactly he's, right. He's disgusted because he knows that Carl's hung in there, and he, he was hoping that Rourke would have saved him. Yeah, but then but, yeah. you cut to a buddy scene in the yard, and he's doing a Mahiro medal Can presentation. You believe that? And he gives it to Rourke and thing, brushes Carl. This exa- is yeah, the, that this was is a shocker. Like this yeah. is the height of racism. Oh and I man! Think, you know what's uh, interesting? I was going to say funny, but it's more interesting. Of course, it's not funny at all. But you know, again. We're, we're too young to know and yeah. understand the, the true uh, concerns and we're also yeah, middle-aged white men. Total prejudice, um, yeah. But the the idea of segregation is not just, you know, you have to go to different toilets. Yeah. But it's pure racism where this yeah. guy you don't have the saved same someone's life, you don't get a medal. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and But Rourke knows yeah, that he absolutely. shouldn't have got He's it. embarrassed by it. Yes. They're both embarrassed because um, Billy Sunday's presenting the medal, reading it all out. And they they both look embarrassed yeah. by the whole yeah, thing. I think it's but a really the, good scene. The guy that he saves though sees Carl and says a silent thank you to him. He yeah. sort of he he thanks him. Now this next scene, I'm I'm pretty oh, sure is when Carl calls home, and he asks the question: Is he up and about again? And then, and then he breaks down. Long pause. And it, so he obviously got a, tele- he got a telegram yeah. saying he's either he's in hospital or, or he's sick. unwell. Yeah. And so he's calling to check on his dad and his mum, essentially, we don't hear the other end, but yeah. his mum says he's died, he's passed. Yeah. And he breaks down in tears. Sad. And that's just so hard. And he, he then picks up the phone and calls Joe as if yep. to say, you're my only go-to here, yeah. let's catch up. Come and come to meet me. But uh, when he gets off the phone, this woman this woman pulls up in a car complaining about someone drinking on their anniversary. And uh, we're introduced to young Gwen. You're the one, aren't you? Well, I'm Gwen. Sunday. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> Sorry to hear that. 
You know he's gonna kick you out of Navy. He's gonna kick you out of Diamond. So what are you gonna do about it? You're just gonna let him run you over just like you do everyone else? You know, he's in there right now. You wanted a party? Let's give him one. So uh, She's a Mark Raker. <laughs> she, uh, I do like how she stirs up the pot a little bit there. Wow, yeah. And uh, I like when they walk in together... Uh, that that's just a dramatic thing on time because again, yeah. uh, you know, black man uh, in yeah. a bar, you with, just, with he's just not meant to be there. Because yeah. you see it earlier in the when he, when they first come to town, you know, yeah. Carl walks past a you know a, a coloured bar. You know, you can tell that's yeah. the segregation. But they walk up to the bar and they're like, "Can we? I get two scotches." And the barman goes, "We're out." And she goes, yeah, she, says, "She goes, mate, you've got a bar full of bourbon. Yeah. We'll have those instead." Thank so he kind of can't, but he does only pour one. Yeah, I saw that. But Sunday's there too, and. Uh, they, he he has a bit of a exchange with his wife, and you know what frat, she he says. What are you now fraternising with Navy men? And then the attention then turns towards our man Carl, and this whole conversation about you know I think there's there's almost like a rivalry building up here yeah. between these two. Yeah, I think you're as good as they are. How about me, Cookie? You better than me? You damn right I am. Mm-hmm. See this pipe. General MacArthur himself smoked this pipe. I served with him at Leyte Gulf, the biggest naval battle in history. Kamikaze ripped into this escort carrier named St. Lowe. She went down on a shallow reef, trapping me and six boys in the fire room. Only one way out. Flood the compartment and swim up. Five decks, Cookie. Five fucking decks. Locked bulkheads, dead bodies everywhere. You got to have your balls screwed on tight for that swim. We still had intercom. Old MacArthur himself came over that squawk box Sunday. You cocky son of a bitch, I bet you can't hold your breath for four minutes and swim out of there. Know what I said back? No, Mac, I can't. But I'll bet you your cob pipe, I can hold it for five because that's what it's going to take, motherfucker. <laughs> Very good. That was, and then that was his sort of claim. That's the challenge. Fire, yeah. That's the challenge. Can you hold, hold your breath, your breath. longer than me? And yeah. they go over to two diving suits, which are clearly in the bar for this exact yeah, reason. Thinking, yeah, they, they obviously just have to these, be there. <laughs> but they're naval divers. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what they would do yeah. when they're on the drink. They go, right, I could still hold my breath longer than you. Yeah. And they do. But, but you that's remember, the plan. Though, he's got his embolism happening. Right? Yeah, of course. So, yeah. Although he's not diving to a depth, he's just holding his breath. No, but that, he's also that, that it's been a long time since he would have had to hold his breath for five minutes. So they get a bit cocky for an old guy. They get it happening. They get the helmets on, flood the helmets, timer starts, and uh, I think they get to four minutes. Because, by the way, they make a deal that if if Sunday wins, Carl's out. He says if he loses, if Carl loses, he's out. Um, and they they flood the helmets. Joe had arrived. Remember, Joe arrived yeah, earlier. So she sees it happening. She sees it happening. Goes, I'm out. I'm out. We'll see you later. And then we see Sunday. He sort of Your nose, his nose is start to bleed, and we know he's struggling. And then they realise, well, we're, we're going to save this place. So they let the water out. Carl wins, uh, but he doesn't hang around to um, to to do anything. I think um, they let out the water for both of them. Gwen is outside, and and they hear this massive crash, and it's Gwen. Yeah, so has Joe's left. Car. Gwen's left. Yeah, there's, what, what about Gwen's the height of drama? The car and and yeah. Joe, um, Joe tells them that she tried to run off the dock. She was going to drive off the dock. Yeah, Sunday comes out and get by her side again, and 
all's forgiven. He's trying to look after her. But Carl chases after Joe, and, and she then says, remember I was mentioned earlier, I've pulled my father out of more Navy bars that I can count. Hmm. I don't know how, how young she was at the time. She, she doesn't seem that old. But um, she also tells him that I she passed her finals exam yeah. and, and wants to, she's going to hopefully start an internship and won't have time for him. Just something to say about this movie at this point. It's... It's in. It's it's not too long. It's it's a good length yeah, movie. Yeah. It's you know two hours, but it it has these moments where you go, my God, we're we're still only this far in. Yeah. And even later on, there's a point where you go, oh, let's open. And that's still another bit forty of, minutes to go. And you think, Jesus, passes. yeah, it's right. It's wild. So we we realize the fact that um, she what she wants and what Carl wants might not be the same thing. And these lines, she says, look, I th- things I want are smaller. I don't I don't want you know. Your whole life is going to pass you by. He was yeah, saying. So to she's her, like, like, I just want small on. things. He's yeah. like, that, that's just going to, you're going to yeah, be bored with your life go, if that yeah. happens. Yeah. But uh, she, he says to her, look, I love you. He kisses her, but she drives off in a cab. Yeah. And he and runs he, and runs and he runs. Say, he chases after her, I want to marry you. But the cabbie is the, the cabbie one. That, hears it. The yeah. cabbie hears it. The cabbie. No, I don't. Uh, no, she said, oh, he, he just said he wants to marry you. Well, but I, I didn't hear him say that. I No, I just saw the cabbie see. A guy running yeah. and say, "Listen, there's no doubt this guy wants to marry." No, she, he, he definitely says it. But do you reckon the cabbie actually heard the it? Cabbie heard it. She did it. Mm, yeah, I, yeah. I took, I took it. Okay, as if the cabbie was just going, "This well, guy is right into you." What, however, it happened, the result was right because yeah. the taxi stops. She returns. They have a massive hug. So I'm assuming that's a yes. Yeah, that she says yes. Meanwhile. We see the old man Pappy, played by Hal Holbrook, a right. really, really good old actor. And the first indication he's cuckoo, um, yeah. but actually turns out to not be the reason, not not be an indicator, was he's carrying a tray full of drinks. And you're thinking, mate, there's only two people in the room. What are you doing? <laughs> but the uh, tray of drinks, well, the water in the cu- in the glasses is to clean the metals. We find out. Yeah, yes, his metals. He's um, polishing the metals, and he's talking to Sunday at the same time. So he says, mate, he's going to yeah, pass. He's going to pass. He's, he's pretty good. He scored a 94 on his final, so his study's doing really All well. All he has to do is complete the final exercise, yeah. and he passes. And he goes, and then he says, look, that coloured diver won't graduate tomorrow. You agree with me, don't you? And he sort of says, yeah, he kind of agrees, reluctantly agrees. Yeah. Uh, in the bunkhouse, Sunday is there waiting, and he sees also the... The same sign with the N yeah. word on it. Yeah, throws and, um, it out there. But now this is this is quite a confrontation between these two. Oh, here, yeah. right? Where yeah. he's trying to, so he's obviously just been with Pappy, saying, "Look, yeah. you're not going to pass. You, you're not going to let you pass. So don't turn up tomorrow." So yeah. this this is this is a pretty solid confrontation. You want to know what I am? I'm a sorry son of a bitch put here to get through your thick fucking skull that some things do not change. I deserve to pass. Since when does deserver mean anything? They ain't gonna have a color diver. Cause no matter what you do in their eyes, you'll never be as good as them. So deserving or otherwise, you're failing. No, you are. You think I owe you something? I don't owe you a goddamn fucking thing. You or anybody else. You got fucked, Cookie. Happens to the best you of us. You are right, Chief. You and I have nothing in common. I may be some dirt dumb nigga from Podunk, but at least I'm making something of myself. You, you're the same hateful little man as you started out as. Without diving, you're nothing. But a lost, broke down some bitch who used to be something. Oh. That's his radio. And he's angry. And then he grabs a picture of his dad. Hey! What did he say to you to make you try so hard? Be the best. Well, you are. 
Just don't show up tomorrow. <sighs> Pappy ain't gonna let you pass. Man, that is hard. So, so much to unpack in that scene because the first part is when he walks up and sees the sign, he, he, he acknowledges that he never would have thought it was him that wrote the sign. He just thought it was others in the bunkhouse. I know. Sunday would never have written that. Yeah. No, but that's what he says there. He says, yeah. I would never yeah. have picked it for you. And, yeah. But that's what it was him because who else knew? Yeah. Sunday wrote that sign in the very first time he you arrived. In the, that's what he says here. I didn't hear that. Yeah, he, he says, I would never have picked you. Of all the people no, here, no, he, he said, "Picked you as if to get this far." I thought, "No, no, it's it's no, no, it's it's Carl that says I would never have picked that you did this." I don't know what words he uses, but he says, "I, I just never no, assumed I, it was I you." Never, I never interpreted. it. Rewatch like it, and you'll okay. see that I exact never, thing I because never you like never see who wrote the sign because, that was on the bunk. Well, the thing, well, the first time there was a sign on the bunk, Billy Sunday walks in after everyone else, so it yeah. was there before he even got there. Yeah, but he knew which was the empty bunk in the room. Yeah, he knew he was coming. He knew he was coming to the barracks because I thought Pappy had just come from he'd just come from Pappy's little thing up top yeah. there, and uh, I thought someone else, one of the other divers, had left that for him. No, and that he just happened to find it. No, I, mean, I, I disagree. I think Sunday would never have done that. Oh, he doesn't. He hates him. Doesn't like him. He but absolutely. I don't think he, would have he absolutely wrote the first note and then wrote the second note. You reckon? So know. that Carl knew that he was he was against him the whole time, yeah. and it's not until. The trigger moment there for, for Sunday is that absolute, you know, passion for his dad and that comment mm-hmm. his dad made about be the best is what makes him go, I'm all in on this kid kind of thing. Like it, well, he it's said, literally, yeah, it's you are the best. Yeah, you are. It's literally the moment that he that he tips. You reckon? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Interesting interpretation. Man, I look forward to people's uh, yeah. thoughts and comments. The uh, Now we see the final test. And the final test is apparently you've got to assemble this flange underwater. So it's like... Um, like five different sections of a pipe with a with a wheel in the middle. You know what? I don't know what the technical term is for that thing in the middle. It's but, a wheel. Yeah. yeah. So you got you got to you got to assemble it a underwater. Tap, really, probably. Yeah. 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 Assemble it underwater. So the pieces, tap, yeah. the pieces, the big pieces are underwater, but then they're going to throw down a bag, you, you which it. has the 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 tools. nuts, the bolts, the tools, and okay, the, and the and the and the washers. And the idea is, you jump in, you go all the way down to the bottom. Yeah. You establish. You, you establish that you're standing next to yep. the, the thing that needs to be assembled and then you you pull the, down, the you, you, ask, you ask for the tools to and you. they throw them to you and then they start a timer and yeah. you know, essentially you've got to complete it. You, all you've got to do is complete it but you know yeah. you, the better judgment is to the fastest result but there's yes. no, that doesn't uh, all, no, all he has to do is from, complete. Yeah. But he does mention time. Yeah. He, he mentions that you know there's, there's a factor but it's not a, not a factor for your graduation. But Carl dives. He, he says, right, I've located my, pro, my project or request my tool bag. And he goes, I'm still waiting on that tool bag. And some bludger cuts up, cuts the side of the bag. Throws it in. And just throws it in and everything goes everywhere. You've got to remember. Nuts, washes. It's like a silty like sand or, and mm. pebbles on the bottom of the, yep. of the floor. It's and wild. And so how the hell are you going to find all this stuff? It's wild. So um, we see all the others. Uh, so all the pieces have scattered for Carl. They're logging the time. Rourke completes first time. And he looks at it and he goes, perfect assembly. Uh, another one's done in two hours and 19 minutes. Perfect assembly. And meanwhile, Carl is still scouring the riverbed for the parts, his tools. And yep. we're talking little screws yep. and Tiny. thinking, how the hell do you do that? Four hours and nine minutes for the next guy. Um, we see, though, cut away to Joe waiting for his call. So he, he she She's knew the final's on. Phone's going to ring. Carl's still underwater. Um Pappy calls. He's still not up. Others have now, others have now come back to see what he's up to, and you see underwater. His hands are shivering, and Joe has arrived, and our man Pappy calls. 
Dive station, that's dive station. Chief Sunday, we have every cook and shine boy in this camp thinking they'll be next to try a stunt like this. So you listen up. Don't bring him up till he stops moving. He's near dead now, sir. Not till he stops moving, Chief. Give it up, Cookie. You go in the shock down there, you might not wake up. Come on now, this ain't worth dying for. My name is Boat Cement, second class. Call for ship. I am a Navy diver. So he, wild because he's not just you know under yeah. waterfall. He's freezing cold because the yeah. water's freezing, and that's then, the biggest then, problem. Um, Sunday says, "Bring him up," and then Pappy, the old idiot's upstairs, yelling out, "Disregard that order!" Like he said, "Bring him yeah. up! Don't bring him up unless he stops yeah. moving." So, like, but they, so they start murder. bringing up his his um, his uh, communication and and airline and the rope. Yeah, yeah. And, no, no. Well, the communication airline, and yeah. then the tug of the rope happens, yeah. which is the indicator that he's finished. He's finished it. So they pull up the rope. And there it is, perfect assembly. But here's what I like about this part too. You're thinking, wow, what a triumphant moment. But they all go to help him out of the water. Yeah. Like even Rourke helps him out of the water. Yeah. Pappy, just, Pappy's yelling in the background, the idiot. He's but nine hours and nine and a half hours. Nine massive hours, respect. 31 minutes, perfect assembly in freezing cold water as well. Hmm. So good luck to him. In the bunkhouse, uh, we see Snow Hill is back in the program, back in the diving program. Hmm. And... Do you reckon that's got something to do with Carl passing and him, what he said at the beginning? I, I'd like to think so. But he does say to Carl, did you hear about Sunday? Pappy, the, his, his boss, blew. A, he said he blew a gasket when he passed you and now they've shipped him out. Yeah. And what does Carl find rebuilt on his bunk? <sighs> the radio. The radio. So Sunday did that, obviously, eh? With a new Sunday, inscription. Yeah, well, no, no doubt Sunday did it. A-S-N-F. Yeah. A son never forgets. Is that what it meant in the start, eh? So I, th- yeah, I, mean, I, I can't think of any other thing that it like, stands for. What else would it stand for? Yeah. But see, here's the thing that's missing from this movie yeah. is there's clearly, you know, they, with, with, they often say uh, girls or women have daddy issues, right? There's clearly yeah. a daddy issue for Sunday. Yeah. And I think that Sunday's dad... Yeah. Probably treat, said the same thing to him when yeah, he left. Treat him like crap. Remember, he was a he he was working with oh, you on the farm. Said he, so I reckon his dad probably treated him the same way. Maybe his dad died early, like like Carl's. And, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like maybe, I, yeah, I think that's what brings him together. Because remember, in in my reading of that scene, yep. it's the moment that he that he that he picks up the picture of his dad and he realizes if he does anything with the picture, he's going to oh, kill yeah, him. He's, yeah, it's that, cool. yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So right. I feel like yeah, there's, there's a linkage there. I agree. Uh, I'll, I'll have I'll have something to say to you later where you might change your mind about that. Yeah. The next scene is a New Year's Eve celebration, and we do see that our, our man is uh, in there with the celebrations. You hate champagne. You got a diving assignment. Brooklyn Navy Yard. Standby diving. Brooklyn? Brooklyn? Oh, baby, we can have dinner like a little married couple. Oh, well, baby, I didn't take the job. You've been waiting three years for that slot to open up. Joe, I don't move up in rank unless I dive. And I'll never make master as a standby diver. I'll find something else. I'm three months late. Late for what? <laughs> a real baby? We're gonna have a baby! We're gonna have a real baby! 
baby. <laughs> I like how it says a real baby. What now? Yeah, a, yeah, a fake yeah, baby? Yeah. What are you looking at? Yeah. And we see that it's uh, New Year has just clicked over to 1956. Yeah, right. So you can see how much time's passed. So 1943, I think, is when he left home. Yep. So this is 13 years later. So he's not only passed the school, he's waiting for this assignment. He's, he's married. He's got a kid now yeah, on the way. Yeah. So some 13, 13 years have gone by. Meanwhile, at another naval party, we see uh, the Sunday approach his former officer, our man Hanks, uh, with his missus. And did you see their faces? It's like they'd been his lipstick, her lipsticks all all yeah, smudged. It's like they've been like passionate passion, passion, yeah, passion yeah. away. <laughs> and uh, he, Hanks doesn't initially remember him, uh, and he says, uh, "Do you remember me from the USS Hoist? You ended my diving career." And uh, he says, "It was a long time ago. I came by to say good day." And the insult he throws back at him, he goes, well, I didn't know you had a daughter. <laughs> That's what a Sunday do. Boom. He bashes him. Bashes him yeah. <laughs> Another hearing and uh, they find he's guilty of violating Article 90 of the military code. And he's downgraded his rank. Yes. So he said, you assaulted a superior officer, fined, restricted to base, reduced to chief petty officer. But this then, I love the, the close-up on his eyes. And what you see is that transition right back to the start of the movie. Yeah. Did, you, did you pick this up? Yeah. And th- this is when he sees our man Cookie on the screen. For those of you just joining us, our top story continues to unfold thousands of miles away in the Mediterranean Sea. Just hours ago, an American B-52 bomber flying a routine mission over the coast of Spain slammed into the snowy Spanish countryside. Moments before disappearing off radar, the bomber's crew jettisoned their nuclear payload. Three 50-megaton warheads parachuted to Earth. Two were immediately recovered. However, a third hydrogen bomb remains lost at sea. You made it. United States Navy ship. Hear Cookie, um, hear him say, you made it. Mm. Now, this is in 19... This is January 1966. And this accident was known as the Palomares incident. It was a B-28 nuclear bomb was lost off the coast of Spain. And this was that rescue operation. That was 1966. So... Again, another 10-year jump here, okay? Mm. Uh, we see, though, this this was a, an odd scene. It was the, obviously the Brashear home, and we see the um, Joe yell out to the kids, Daddy's going to be home any minute. Yep. Right? Yep. And she's assuming he's going to come home from his latest assignment. Um, she's also got the TV on. Yeah, and then she sees the, um, the, the charge that we hear on the TV, charged with discovering the bomb before the Soviets are the elite Navy deep sea divers who have been flown to the jet, flown by jet to the center. She goes, ah. Oh, even, they out. even say, even to the point where they haven't changed out of their uniforms. You know, like it's, yeah. So, anyway, meanwhile, off the uh, coast of Spain on the USS Hoist, Carl, he's, uh, the, the captain says, Carl, can you please locate my nuke? And he goes, hang on a minute, I've seen something here. It was a can of Coke. And then the, this next bit, oh, that's wild. the submarine coming through. The Russian end, sub Russian coming trying through. to find it, right? And they're thinking, uh-oh, uh, sub's heading towards your position, they tell him, and he tries to run out of the way. And the big because cord, you've got a big cord, the air cord gets is there. tangled on the on the wow. side fin, and then and then even once that gets kind of pushed to the side and he's off it, then you see the big, the, the big propeller. propeller. Yeah, so it's I a know. pretty big moment of suspense there. Unbelievable. Anyway, we see him on the seabed. I'm thinking, oh, God, he's uh, he's boarded here. And then he sees the nuke because the yeah. sub picked kicked up all, kicked of, up all, the, the all of the yeah, dirt yeah. that was on the bottom of the ocean. Now, just to tell you, Brashear was serving aboard the USS Hoist mm-hmm. at that time and was dispatched to find the missing bomb. Uh-huh. 
but the warhead was found after a search of two and a half months. It wow. took him to locate that. And for his service in helping to retrieve the bomb, hmm. helping to retrieve it, he was awarded the Navy and Marine Corps Medal, the highest wow. Navy award for non-combat heroism, wow. which is pretty cool. Anyway, meanwhile on the ship deck, we're seeing them hoisting the nuke to the surface. And again, what's with Navy winches? What's up with these winches? Yeah, they're well, not, it's not a good thing. We see the winch trying to uh, trying to shake it a bit. The rope tie comes off. I've got to tell you straight says, up at this point, there's far too much calmness on the deck for a nuclear bomb <laughs> to be dropping off a hoist. I'm sure they need to be armed and clicked all these buttons, but that thing's a nuclear bomb, folks. Unbelievable. You know what I mean? He sees what's going to happen, and I like how he pushes a couple of guys out the way. So he saves two guys' lives because he sees the winch is broken and there's this this, this drama happening. This rope tie comes loose. But what he doesn't see is the most brutal bit of... Uh, movie um, <laughs> makeup. Take since, his leg off. Since the what's that bloody sledgehammer to the thing? Uh, uh, oh, yeah, misery. Because <laughs> um, there's there's old Carl on the deck and his foot. Wow. Is, is at right angles. If yeah. the, if if you'd call a normal uh, you know ankle 100 percent attached, it's yeah. three to four percent attached. It, well, his lower leg below his knees hanging on by a thread. It's, it's hanging horrible. on by a shred of skin. Yeah. Yeah. During so that happened on March the twenty third, nineteen sixty six. Yeah, the line that was used for towing broke loose, causing a pipe to hit Brashear's left leg below the knee, nearly taking it off, as as was seen in the movie. Yeah. He was evacuated to the Torrejon Air Base in Spain, then to the USAF hospital in Wiesbaden Air Base in Germany, then he was in the Naval Hospital in Portsmouth, Virginia. That was his journey to get back to America. Mm, yeah. In the hospital, he wakes up, his legs in bandages. His wife was asleep by the bed, and uh, she she sees him wake up and thinking, what she tells the hell him straight are we up do? too. Your leg was nearly severed. It's gonna take time to heal. Eventually, you're gonna be able to walk again with with a, with a cane. Can I still dive? I'm so sorry. It's the first thing you ask. Can I still dive? I mean, like, also, you know, it's the first thing she says to him. It's a very full-on first. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? To, gonna, he doesn't might, even say how much. might I, be able to walk with a cane. It's full-on. Like, yeah. Anyway, he, he um, you see the transition here. Like, we see Sundays in some sort of asylum screaming, screaming his head off. Hmm. Back to the hospital, the press and all the cameras are there. Uh, asking him all these questions. We're all extremely proud of you, Chief Brashear. Now, get better so you can go home and enjoy your retirement. Can you give us a smile, Chief Brashear? How do you plan to spend your retirement, Chief Brashear? How does it feel to be a hero? So we heard retirement, hero, and everyone's thinking career over. Yep. Meanwhile, back at the asylum, Mrs. Sunday, they're basically coming to terms with, listen, mate, you don't, if you don't stop drinking, I'm going to leave you and no one will be here for you, so put yeah. your head in, basically. Um, he sees, though, I like how that someone puts a newspaper in front of him and he sees the story about Carl on the front page. And the front page reads, Hero Diver Awarded Medal, Loses Leg and Bomb Retrieved. And describes, did you, I paused it here and read, it was actually... They'd written the story about oh, okay. his heroic efforts and how he, saved, pause it, yeah. he saved people. I like just that. watched the movie like normal yeah, people. Yeah, I, I paused it. 
Um, in hospital, though, here's an interesting thing. This is cool. Someone sends him a magazine. Who would have done that? Do you reckon that could have been Sunday? Sent him that magazine? You never know who sent the magazine. Are you kidding? It was Sunday, wasn't it? Of course it was Sunday. Okay, good. I just wanted to make sure that I'm no, thinking it, it's not obvious that it was Sunday who sent it to him. Whether it's someone else who saw his plight and said, yeah. this is this is uh, what you can uh, do. I, uh, I, Are you sure I, it was Sunday? Mate, there's zero doubt in my mind. No, it could have been anyone. Don't forget, he was on TV as a war hero. They saw what's happened to him. Yeah. Do you reckon? Like, I reckon it's... Likely, I feel like there was probably. something else in the scene before that made me think he got that magazine, that Sunday got that magazine. But in my mind, yeah. there is zero doubt that you're meant to think that it was Sunday. Yeah. Anyway, meanwhile, back in hospital, he's also talking about his possi- the possibilities. I want to come back. To where, Chief? Full diving duty. I want to dive again. Carl, I understand, but... Uh... But... It's just not possible. Good afternoon, Admiral. Carl, this is Captain... Captain Hanks. Chief Brashear. Captain Hanks has been assigned as a senior officer at the Personnel Policy Control Board at the Pentagon. He'll be joining us for a few weeks, meeting some of the men from the front lines, getting a feel for their concerns. Yes, and to return to the Chief's primary concern, working as a Navy diver with one good leg and the other... I'm sorry. It's just not possible. Cut it off. Pilots injured in flying accidents have requested amputation of injured limbs. Fitted with the right prosthesis, several of them have returned to active duty. So I'm asking this. Cut off my leg. Then assemble a full medical review board 12 weeks from today. It is then that I will demonstrate that I am fit to return to full diving duty. I want to make Master Chief. Wild. So the the there's someone else in the room who's not news, happy with this, this news. This news doesn't go down so well. I am a doctor, Carl. My opinion might mean something here. I guess not. How are you going to come back with one leg? I could barely read once I found a way. I could put up with the months at sea. The dangerous assignments that you never said no to, but this. What do you want from me? You want me to come home, mow the lawn, put a wheelchair ramp in? How am I going to look at my own son? Leave him out of this. You're not doing this for him or for me. This is about you. It's always been about you. She's got a point there. Yeah. Don't you reckon? Oh, absolutely. You know, like she, she's – obviously he wants his son to be proud of him. Blah, it's the blah, same blah, argument I have he... at home all the time about <laughs> travelling. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about you, mate. Yeah. Uh, and I think she says to him, look, why are you doing this to me? I think she kisses him. She says, mate, she says, I'm out. Later, I'm out. And you assume and that she, they're done. That's hey. it. And he even takes his ring off, puts it on his chain. And they, I like how the While camera pans the... down and you see his legs being amputated. Yep. So they're doing what he said. Yep. Um, so then I like this little recovery Good montage. montage. You know, he's, he's got he's, his false leg. He's he tries not right to into skip. it, but yeah. he clearly progresses. Yeah. You know. He falls over while skipping. And Sunday turns up and uh, he says, look, you know, he tells him he's, he's running a second-class diving school, but he also tells him that he has made a few calls. Come Friday, that Captain Hanks, he's going to convene a medical review board and he's going to retire you. He said I had four weeks. He lied, Cookie. He don't give a shit how many one-legged push-ups you can do. <laughs> he trades you and me and every other old sea dog in the Navy for one glass-eyed electronics technician. The man's going to retire your ass. 
I got my leg back. I ain't done yet. You got a stump on a wooden stick and no goddamn chance of beating Hank, son. All I ever wanted to do was make Master Diamond. All I ever wanted to do was stay one. <laughs> you want to beat Hanks? You got to go around him, right to the top. Washington. Mm-hmm. Chief of Naval Personnel. That's right. They don't like cocky pencil pushes like Hanks any more than we do. And then he, I like how he asks, he goes, why are you doing this? He goes, to piss people off. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what Sunday's so He's not going to admit that he's doing it for him, yeah. um, which is awesome. But this yeah. So th this is this next bit is, is interesting because you've got uh, officers, including Hanks, yeah. sitting there and they're like, well, it's clearly a hearing yeah. uh, that, that, um, that Sunday just referred to. And yeah, he's like, like, where he is he? Know where where he is, is he? Yeah, and yeah. he says this bit where he's, he's the only black <laughs> Navy diver with one leg. He can't be that hard to find. Yeah. It's a great line. Yeah. But uh, Sunday walks in, though, and says, well, what the hell are you doing here? And he decides they, they need to have a little chat. What do you want from me, Chief? Four weeks to train him, then a full readiness evaluation and reinstatement hearing with the Chief of Naval Personnel. <laughs> the Chief of? <laughs> yes, sir. At the Navy Yard in Washington. That's right. Forget it. Presses outside. Seems Chief Brashear losing his legs for his country sort of makes him a hero. Sir. Fine. Sir. I will grant you your hearing on one condition. Hmm? When he fails, you retire. He ain't gonna fail. Hmm. So he puts it on him. But we uh, we see that again, another training montage. He's doing his push-ups, he's running, and uh, they say, see you. Remember he see, Hank sees him running and the him training him, and yeah. he says, see you in court. Now, in reality, Rashir remained at that regional medical centre in Portsmouth for a year, from May 1966 until March 1967, recovering and rehabilitating from yeah. the amputation. From March 67 to March 68... He was actually assigned to the Harbour Clearance Unit 2 diving school but preparing for the full return to full active duty and diving. Yeah, right. So another bit of time has shifted there. Uh, in the bunkhouse, we see Brashear getting ready, looks at his missing leg, attaches his prosthetic leg and looks at his old radio and reads again, a son never forgets. Now, if there's a scene I wanted to see filmed, it was that one. How yeah. the hell they make Cuba Gooding Jr. look like he's only got one leg and yeah. put that prosthetic on? That was pretty well He's sitting pretty on well a bed. Done. It's yeah. either... It was pretty good. You see him mate. running with it and everything. Yeah, it's pretty good. Oh, that, that, it's that's, obviously mate, fitted on his that's real leg. That's easy. It's yeah, just, yeah. The, the movement of running yeah. is just him I've limping, limping with stuff on. But him sitting on a bed... Yeah, with no leg. With, with one leg and a stump... Yeah. It's obviously green screen because no, it's a I fixed think, shot, right? I think what they've done is he's sitting on a bed, did you say? Yeah. So I think what he's, his, his body is actually inside the bed and he's, there's fake legs nah, on the that's outside. A, it's a real leg, mate. Okay. I'm telling you, my, guess, my guess is uh, leg is wrapped in green screen. Yeah. It's a fixed shot. Yeah. Fixed shot from down low. So you, you, you shoot it with and without him, yeah. with the leg and without the leg, okay. and, and then you overlay, I assume, because there's no a, other way to do it. It's they did wild. a similar thing with uh, Gary Sinise in Forrest Gump, which was it's on our list, where he's actually got no legs. Oh, and, right. and in reality, he has got legs, but they, they put made him wear these green stockings. Because he's in a wheelchair in that. That's they, right, yeah. What they do At is the they make it. it. They yeah. make a wheelchair. No, no, but the, they, they put green stockings on his legs oh, really? so they can paint out his legs and just put stumps there oh, instead. Right, yeah. So maybe they did a bit of homework there. 
Um, anyway, the hearing Sunday and Carl walking in together. But Sunday, it, said, uh, Sunday, yeah. you got to wait out here. He's he's annoyed, but he does it. He goes in. Gwen Sunday's in there, gives him a little wink, and yep. um, the hearing starts. And they ask him. Uh, I, I love the, I love this little line here where uh, they, they said, "Look, you know what? The navy the navy's a little bit different now. You're almost forty. You have one leg. Can you really keep up with healthy divers half your age?" The question is, sir, can they keep up with me? <laughs> Cocky up. bugger. Good, uh, good line. Um, outside the court, uh, Sunday's out you there. Hear they noise. hear this rumble. Yeah, mm. we don't know what it is. But back inside the court, I think there's a silly argument about buoyancy if you've got a limb or a prosthesis. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think I like the line. He goes, if I'm killed, if I am killed at sea, I'll make every effort to die like a Navy man. <laughs> but this is when you realise what the noise is. Yes. This huge... Uh, structure uh, carrying a, a modern diving suit, more yes. modern than, than the and ones I, I they used before. Hanks even says, I thought you'd like to see the future of deep sea diving. This is the latest mixed gas rig. This is the latest HEO2 mixed gas rig. It weighs 290 pounds, and the men who want to use it before they can even begin the diving qualifications will be required to walk 12 steps unassisted. Could you do that, Senior Chief Brashear? Yes, sir, I could. Well, I see. As much as I hate to prolong this another day, I will, in the interest of thoroughness, make arrangements for you to demonstrate your contention. Here, sir. Now. So he says, no, we're not waiting. No, so mate, we'll do it right now. Right and Sunday has told the <laughs> officer outside, mate, I'm going to go in. He's, he looks at him and he goes, mate, if you don't go in, I'm going to bash you. I had a cracky jaw, <laughs> head outside. Uh, the officer recognises though one of the blokes on the bench recognises Sunday. Yes, and uh, he says, oh, "Aren't you from the? Didn't you hold your breath for four minutes?" He and goes, five minutes." Actually, five minutes, and he goes, "Yeah, he can stay. He's good." Um, so we also see Joe and his son yeah. into the court too. So yeah, um, and then we uh, we we're going to get underway with this test. Captain Hanks, I have spent most of my life in the Navy trying only to succeed. However, my quest has come at a great personal loss to those who love me. They too have made sacrifices. They too have endured great pains to support me. If I walk these 12 steps today, reinstate me to active duty. Give me my career back. Let me finish it and go home in peace. Fair call. Yeah. Sunday gets up, helps him out. He says, right, he is, mate, you're going to be, you're going to pass out by the sixth step. Mm. You put the helmets, helmets on. Sunday gets up, like the back of the training school, orders him up. Um, and then I think he mentions the fact that you know, the, the brass, they don't make the, the diving suits out of brass. It's yeah. spun copper or yeah. something. And the, the officers go to help him up, but Hank says, no, no, you've now got to do it yourself. And Sunday's like, mate, I've read the manual. And he's like, you haven't read the new manual. And he goes, how would you know? He goes, I wrote it. Yeah, Hank, yeah, the blood. Yeah. I've done that. Anyway, he stands up. And then he's uh, he tells him he yells out the uh, LD Each orders, step. counts them out. One, two, three, four, five, six. He nearly falls over at the eighth. Mm. Please. Gentlemen. 
Navy divers, stand down. Diver, you will disregard. This is my Admiral. detail. God damn it, Cookie. Move your ass. I want my 12. Nine. The Navy diver is not a fighting man. He is a salvage expert. Ten. If it's lost underwater, he finds it. If it's sunk, he brings it up. If it's in the way, he moves it. Eleven. If he's lucky, he will die young 200 feet beneath the waves, for that is the closest he will ever get to being a hero. Hell, I don't know why anybody would want to be a Navy diver. Now you report to this line, Cookie. Alice. He's done it. He's done it, and as much as Hanks hates it, he has to say this. The United States Navy proudly reinstates Senior Chief and Diver Carl Brashear to full active duty. Did you notice everyone applauded, including the other officers, except for Hanks? Yeah. He was the only one who wasn't applauding. Uh he reunites with his wife uh, here. Very nice scene. He says, uh, "I man I married never quit anything a day in his life. And yeah. Sunday salutes Carl. So this is obviously, you know, the respect for each other now. Yeah, Carl salutes back. And I love at the end where you see in the uh, at the end credits, before the end credits, it says, in 1968, Carl Brashear became the first amputee in U.S. Navy history to full active duty. Two years later, he became the first African-American to become a master diver. He did not retire from the Navy for another nine years. Wow. Pretty good. Let's get to some good lines, though. Here's a couple, and not funny enough, both from Sunday. Swimming don't got dick shit to do with deep sea diving. If Johnny fucking Weissmuller were in the soup wearing a 200-pound Mark V diving rig, he couldn't swim to fuck Esther Williams if she was three feet in front of him buck naked. (laughs) (laughs) It's a wild line. And before they go on their uh, little weekend leave, he has this to say. And remember, ladies, one-night stands may be over by morning, but syphilis lasts a lifetime. (laughs) This first! This Good line. Well, fact v fiction here. Yeah. This is this is uh, the how did that happen plot hole section, but fact v film here. Yep. Uh, there was actually another coloured diver in the school. It was a Brazilian diver named Alberto Jose de Nascimento. He was the uh, the he was the one who supported Brashear. He was Snow at Hill. the beginning. Yeah, he was Snowhill. So he was he he was replaced by different characters in the film. Right. Now the bomb. That we that they recovered was found at two thousand five hundred feet by submersibles. Oh, recovery, so not by a diver. Recovery was attempted, but they couldn't. It was too deep. The bomb was located at nearly three thousand feet uh, by submersibles. Hard hat diving was limited at that point to three hundred and fifty feet. So the divers couldn't be used in the recovery till it was raised to about a hundred feet by the submersible. Then they took it over. Um, so the divers could attach the recovery cables and all that, but so he didn't. But they did he recover. Kind of, okay. They found he was there when they found it, but he didn't find it himself. Um, in reality, Carl Brashear didn't ask to have his leg cut off. He was apparently having persistent infections and necrosis, and it was eventually amputated. So right. it was amputated, and he still did. He still was reinstated, but. He thought he could recover his own leg, but he was kept, kept getting infections and they okay. decided to amputate it. So he, he 
it was only a decision made after those difficulties rather yeah, right. than him just saying, cut it off. Right. Yeah. Um, Master Chief Billy Sunday, which was played by Robert De Niro, was actually based on two people in his career. Interesting. Brought into one. So right. that's, that's why you were mentioning his father and he did this. And I don't know which character was brought in to make this one character, yeah. but it was a compilation. Things you might not know, the picture was made with the blessing of the Department of the Navy. The US, the Navy yeah, right. fully supported them. Because you think it's a nice yeah, recruit. Yeah. No, there's nice nothing recruit wrong with it, yeah. Um, Brashear was actually assigned to escort the presidential yacht, the Barbara Ann, to Rhode Island. He actually met President Eisenhower and received a small knife that said to Carl M. Brashear from Dwight D. Eisenhower, 1957, many, many thanks. Very cool. After making chief in 1959. That'd be worth some money. Oh, yeah. He stayed at Guam for three years doing mostly demolition dives. He actually received an outstanding public service award in October 2000 from Cuba Gooding Jr., who played him in the film. Oh, cool. He presented him with that award. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, he first he, his initial uh, career was retrieving um, was a, as a diver retrieval diver. Apparently, uh, there were sixteen thousand rounds of ammunition that fell off a barge that had broken in half. So that was one of his uh, near Rhode Island. That was one of his first duties. <laughs> the training ground for the diving school that was actually filmed on the Columbian River along the Oregon and Washington border. There's a paper mill apparently in the background that is visible. And that site is uh, is now a sheetrock factory, would you believe, where they film that? Did you notice in the hearing, uh, Senior Chief Brashear, to, in the scene for him to remain a diver, his insignia is gold and Chief Sunday's is red. So mm -hmm. Chief Sunday has a record of bad conduct. Gold chevrons are used if an enlisted man has good conduct. Uh, and a, a good conduct of record of at least 12 consecutive years. So they, they you can see that. just on site that uh, he's had his dramas. Did you also notice there was a little mistake there? When Brashear is preparing for the final meeting to review his readiness to be reinstated, the US flag is visible and it only has 48 stars. But in 1968, it should have had 50 because they had the, all the states were that were there. All right, three questions for Trev. Okay. How far would you have gone on that first swim in the ocean? Mate, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have jumped in. Um, no, I would have been grabbed all right. by all the white fellas and probably question, drowned. Question two, do you think Carl – and I don't know this. I researched it to try to find out. I couldn't find out did, did, whether Carl and Joe stayed married. Yes. You reckon they did? Yeah. And uh, my number three question is, should lunatic Pappy have been jailed? For saying to not not bring him up to he, the, he should be caught martial. Oh, that's 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 like murder. Like, yeah, don't, he, he, gonna kill the yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, nutcase. All right, that's it. Give us your wrap up and rating. I love that movie. Um, it's a nine point five for me. I knew you would. I absolutely yeah. loved it. Mate, yeah. That's solid. That's a nine. Oh, it's a nine for me. Yeah, I love. What it. are you nine point five? Yeah, wow, loved it. that's impressive. Yeah, really good movie. Nailed that choice. Didn't Just I? the realism, the the yeah. cast, the acting, the. Cinematography, just it was, and, and it was everything. The good thing about it too is that it was mostly true. Like well, and, all of those, so, all of those key points and, was mostly right. And that's what I love most about that little run through there that you just yeah. gave is yeah. they're they're intricate. Like you could almost tell that him demanding his leg be amputated was a storyline. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. little things like that, I don't mind. But but broadly, that the rest still of lost it is his true leg and is, still became active duty again is yeah. huge. And so I mean, I assume that. 
old mate Bashir would have been interviewed over the years about oh, it yeah. and anything yeah. else might have come out. So yeah. you'd have to assume that that whole, like that nine-hour dive, oh yeah, that must be true. Well, that he, is wild. He passed away, I should mention, too, in 2006. Oh, okay. Our man, Carl, yeah, right. you. So he, he got to see this film about his life. That's awesome. What, yeah. what a legacy. Yeah. Righto. Uh, so you're giving us your wrap-up and ratings. What did yeah. you say? 9.5? 9.5, wow, yeah. generous. I gave it a 9. Yep. Next week, let's talk about next week. Okay. Uh, we're watching Office Space. Office Space. It's a comedy released in 1999, mm-hmm. written and directed by Mike Judge. Now, Mike Judge, what cult cartoon series did he also create in the mid-90s? A, The Simpsons. No. B, The Far Side. C, Family Guy. D, Beavis and Butthead. Beavis and Butthead. You're right. Because it, it's <laughs> Seth, someone that does fam, Family Guy, Matt uh, Groening or something in Simpsons, in Simpsons. Yeah. and um, Gary Far Side L- is Larson, Gary Larson. Yeah, Larson. yeah. yeah. wow. Well, I ball. think I've got Seth, one right for the first family, time in a long time. Family Guy was um, Seth, Seth, what's his name? Was you get that right? Seth, Seth someone, yeah. And, yeah, wow, nice process of elimination there. Yeah. Congratulations, <laughs> you were correct. So that's us next week, Office Space. Look forward to having your company for that. But in the meantime, we just presented to you Men of Honour. Really happy that Trev enjoyed it. We hope you did too. Next, Look it up. See get, you next uh, week, Get buddy. fired up that Hisense TV and uh, fire up Fetch and you'll get office space as well. See you, buddy.